Each year, more than 12 million people will hear the same three devastating words. You have cancer. I know what it's like to hear those three words. I'm Lee Silverstein, a survivor of pediatric kidney cancer and stage four colon cancer. One day I said to my wife, Linda, that I hated the fact that I had cancer. And she looked at me and said, no, sweetheart, we have cancer. This transformed the way I looked at cancer because every one of us is touched by it in some way. Patients and survivors, caregivers and medical professionals, and we all have a story to tell. On each episode, we share those stories to inform, inspire, and provide hope to all of us who are affected by cancer to remind us that we are not alone. Welcome to We Have Cancer. Hey everyone, it's Lee. He's back. Yes, I know some of you may be surprised. Uh, thought that the We Have Cancer podcast had come to a permanent end. Uh, the last episode we did was back in October of 2021, so it's been a good eight months. But if you recall, if you listened to that episode, I did leave the door open for possible future episodes. And uh, a lot has transpired over the last eight months in terms of uh, my cancer situation. And as I was reflecting on it and talking to friends and family, I felt it was appropriate to jump back into the podcast pool, jump back into We Have Cancer, because um, as I get into the details of all that's transpired over the last few months, I just felt like there's a lot of lessons to be learned by the listeners of the podcast uh, through my own experience, and, and this will become more clear uh, as we continue to, to talk. Um, just to go back and for a recap, uh, March 2022 was my 11-year anniversary uh, with stage 4 colon cancer. And uh, in and out of treatment over the last few years, and since early 2019, pretty much in treatment, uh, pretty consistently since that time. And during the course of 2021, I, I kind of lost count, but goodness, I think I went through maybe four different chemotherapy protocols, I would say, and... Uh, None of them worked, basically. None of them worked. Uh, you know, the bar for me was set pretty low that if I got uh, scan results that said, well, nothing's changed since the last time, that was cause for celebration. But stop and think about it. That's a, that's a pretty low bar. And about a year ago, through doing some research and, and trying to be an informed patient, um, I learned about a procedure that uh, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe was pioneered at Memorial Sloan Kettering decades ago um, that seemed right for my situation. So what do I mean by my situation? Um, uh, over the last three years, three, plus, three and a half years, 
my disease has been confined to my liver. So that's where all my metastases have been. And that's what we've been focused on is, you know, dealing with those liver tumors. And I learned through through research about this uh, procedure known as an HAI pump, a hepatic artery infusion pump. So hepatic, obviously, meaning liver. uh, And basically what this is, is this is a small pump that is implanted under your skin that feeds chemotherapy directly through the hepatic artery into the liver. And the chemotherapy that's used is not the standard full Fox, full Fury, you know, pick your list of standard colon cancer chemotherapy protocols, but it's a chemotherapy known as FUDR that is very strong and is limited strictly to the pump because it feeds it directly to the liver versus your typical full Fox, full Fury, which many of you uh, colon cancer patients have experienced where you get chemo through your port, and that's what we call systemic chemotherapy because it runs through your whole body. And as a result, you get side effects because it runs through your whole body. So I asked my oncologist, uh, my local oncologist, if I was a candidate for this um, early on in 2021. And he reached out to the team at Sloan Kettering. Now, uh, just as an aside, I've had a longstanding relationship with Sloan Kettering. Uh, Many of you know that I'm a pediatric cancer survivor and uh, a survivor of a rare form of pediatric kidney cancer known as a Wilms tumor. And though when I was diagnosed with that when I was a child, uh, my treatment wasn't at Sloan Kettering but uh, all my follow-up was there. And when I uh, first uh, had my first metastasis from colon cancer back in 2013, I had my liver resection surgery done at Sloan Kettering. So a little bit about my connection to Sloan Kettering. So my local oncologist connected me uh, to the team there to see if I was a candidate. And basically they said I was not. And for the main reason being that at that time, I had not uh, gone through all of the standard chemotherapy protocols. So to be a candidate for this HAI pump, those are the two main requirements is number one, your disease has to be confined strictly to your liver. There are a couple of exceptions, but that's pretty much the standard, which I did meet that requirement. But at the time, I had not gone tried all the chemo uh, options that were available to me. So fast forward to early 2022, and basically I'd gone through the list of chemo, and my local oncologist uh, put me back on, for the first time in nine years, Fallfox. And um, those of you who, you know, have been in the colon cancer arena for some time, or really any cancer arena for, for that matter, you know when you start going back through chemos you've already been through, that's not the best of situations. The likelihood of great outcomes when you start as, uh, I've heard the term used, recycling through chemotherapies the likelihood that you're going to get some great miraculous outcome is uh, pretty slim. 
So again, I went to my ecologist and, uh, you know, we started this and I said, look, it's been a year since we talked to Sloan Kettering. What about the HAI pump? And, and let me go off on a little tangent here because this is a big deal. And that is, you know, I, I always tell folks, stay away from Dr. Google. And what I mean by that is, you know, don't use Google to look up statistics and life expectancy and those kinds of things. In 11 years, I've never done that. In 11 years, I have never once asked my oncologist, you know, how much time do I have or anything like that? Because I'm not a statistic. And he called me an outlier because uh, based on some of the genetic makeup of my tumors, uh, I have long outlived uh, standard life expectancy. And and that's just a fact. But uh, I was doing some research and I came upon, thank goodness for colon town, those of you who are dealing with uh, colon cancer, colorectal cancer, do check out uh, Colon Town uh, on Facebook. And I found out that there was an HAI group uh, as part of Colon Town on Facebook. And a post jumped off at the page to me. And this is uh, someone who I've never met, but Michael, I'm going to call you a dear friend. I know you won't mind that. Michael Real, who's also part of the Man Up to Cancer community, posted, I'm going back some time, I want to say he was about seven months post getting the HAI pump, and he, his scan showed no evidence of disease. And I was like, whoa. And then I paused and I said, well, wait a minute. What was Michael's situation? Did he only have a couple of tumors where I've got a lot? You know, what's the deal? So I reached out to Michael and he said, I had innumerable tumors in my liver. And as a result of getting this pump, I am now NED. And I grabbed my phone where I was reading that post and I walked over to my wife, Linda, and I said, read this. And I said, I am going to walk through fire. Those were my words. I was going to walk through fire to get this pump after reading Michael's post. So Michael, I uh, can't thank you enough for your inspiration and uh, answering many of my questions. So I went to my local oncologist and I said, what about this HAI pump? Now, the other thing to know too is my local cancer center, even though they are an NCI center, they don't offer the pump. It's just not one of the procedures they offer, meaning, you know, so therefore, you know, the team probably is not quite as knowledgeable on it, et cetera. And my oncologist said, well, you know, we can do that. Are you sure? You know, don't you want to see how chemo does for you? And I said, you know, going back to what I said a minute ago, I'm like, yeah, I hope chemo works, but come on, you know, we're recycling now. We're doing a chemo that we tried nine years ago. You know, maybe it'll work, but it's not going to work forever. And I want to get this done. And, you know, a little bit of pushback from my local oncologist, but he's very well connected to the team at Sloan Kettering. And he said, all right, I'll make the connection. So um, did a sort of virtual uh, visit with the oncologist, Dr. Dr. Reedy, who I, uh, just a little plug, absolutely adore. She's amazing. And the chief of 
uh, surgery, colorectal liver surgery, the chief of surgery, Dr. William Jarnigan, and both concurred that I was a good candidate for the pump. So on March 14th, that's what happened. Uh, we were in New York and I had that pump placed. And I uh, was in New York uh, for a little over two weeks for the surgery and the recovery. And then another couple of weeks back home in Florida recovering before I went back to work. And um, so far at the time of this recording, we're recording uh, early June. I've had two treatments, meaning, let me explain what I mean by that two treatments. So I have to go to New York once a month. Because my again, my local center does not offer, uh, you know, does not do this procedure. So I have to go to New York to get the pump filled with this FUDR chemotherapy. But the good news is, is uh, Sloan Kettering and the local center here did work out where my local center here in Florida can do what's known as the pump flush, which takes place two weeks after the pump fill. So this pump needs to get flushed and then filled with heparin until the next treatment. So it's an every four-week thing with two weeks in between. You get your pump flushed out of any remaining chemo and then filled with heparin until you they fill it the next time. So stay with me. Hope you're, hope you're still with me on all this. So, so far, I've had two pump fills. And they shoot for five, maybe six. So, so far I've had two and then they scheduled a CT scan. And I was concerned. I was like, really? Only after two, we're going to do a scan? But they said, yeah, that's what they want to do. So I had my scan uh, a few weeks ago and folks, um, I will quote my oncologist. I will quote Dr. Reedy. It's Sloan Kettering when she walked into the room to deliver the news of my scan. And she said, you have had a beautiful response. So what does that mean? Well, the largest tumor that was on my liver, we can't even find anymore. And several of the others have shrunk significantly. Um, This is the best news that I have had in terms of my cancer experience in over three and a half years. Remember what I said earlier, previously good news was, well, nothing's changed since last time. So the bar was pretty low. And this was the first time that we received something positive. So where am I going with this? Uh, um, There's a lot here. And we've talked so many times on the past episodes of the We Have Cancer podcast and have had so many guests talking about the importance of being your own advocate. And, um, you know, this was me for the first time in 11 years telling my doctor, here's something that I've researched that I want to do. For the previous 11 years, it's always been my doctor in partnership. I've got to be honest, we've had a very collaborative relationship, whereas we've explored options. It's been, well, what do you think about this? Well, I've heard that. What about that? Well, let's do this. But it's been more driven by my oncologist. Hey, you know, I think it makes sense for you to go on full theory uh, chemotherapy. Okay, then that's what we'll do. 
this is the first time with this HAI pump where I went to my doctor and said, I want to do this and push back on some of the resistance that he had for whatever reason. And here I am with, quote, a beautiful response. So I can't encourage you enough the importance of being a knowledgeable patient, okay? And that's more than Google. Really, where this came from is I'm going back to Michael as I'm talking to somebody who has blazed the path ahead of me and say, tell me about this. How, you know, what it was your experience? What's happened? And asking people who've been down the road before you for their guidance and advice and then going to your medical team and, and having a conversation. You know, I can't emphasize enough the importance for us all to realize that our doctors, any doctor, your dentist, your eye doctor, your doctors work for you. They work for you. And if they are not giving you what you need, you need to fire your doctor and find the next one that will give you what you need. Okay. And I'm not limiting it to just oncology here. You know, that's the, that's the focus because it applies anywhere. Um, it's your life, right? It's your life. And I will tell you right now that if I listened to my doctor and said, well, we're just going to keep doing full Fox three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, full Fox was going to stop working. And then what? I was pretty much out of options. Got to be honest, right? Now, this isn't a cure-all, you know, um, will, you know, will the good results last forever? Probably not, but goodness, you know, if it gets me more years uh, of a good life, then, uh, you know, totally worth it, right? So, you know, I, I hope you'll take this and I hope you'll take my experience and apply it to your own situation if possible. And I have to say, if possible, because we're all in different places, we're all in different situations, and it's important for me to be respectful of that. You know, my story, my circumstances may not work for you for a hundred different reasons, but if it possibly could, go for it, go for it. Now, let's talk about the logistics, okay? Let's talk about some of you, you know, who knows where you live, who knows what your means are. Two weeks in New York, getting to New York, having a place to stay, all these things were a big part of this. And, you know, I'm fortunate to, to come from the New York area. I have friends, I have family, uh, stayed with a dear, dear friend um, as part of my recovery. But uh, where he lived was nowhere near uh, Sloan Kettering Hospital. And my wife, I was going to be in the hospital. Actually, it turned out I was in longer than I thought I would be. Surgery was Monday. I didn't get out till Saturday. And my wife didn't want to do the subway, you know, thing from, you know, uh, those of you who know your Manhattan geography from the West Village all the way up to the Upper East Side where Sloan Kettering is. She's like, I want to stay near so I can see you and get there quickly. So how do you do that, right? How do you do that in a city so expensive as New York. Research. I went on the Sloan Kettering website. 
They have a whole link on resources and accommodations. And we learned about that there is a, I'm going to call it a hotel. They Maybe they don't call it a hotel, but <laughs> you walk in that building, if I were to take you in, you'd say you were in a hotel. It's called the Helmsley Medical Plaza. It's two blocks north of Sloan Kettering. Uh, it's run in partnership with Presbyterian Hospital. Those of you who know Manhattan or maybe have been to Sloan Kettering know that's in the middle of Hospital Central. You got Columbia, Cornell, Presbyterian, it's Sloan Kettering all together. And this quote unquote hotel is strictly, it's a nonprofit. It's run by a nonprofit, I should say. And it's strictly for patients and caregivers who are being treated at one of the local hospitals. And because it's a nonprofit, unlike most hotels, there's no sales tax, there's no fees. The rate is the rate. Now, uh, for the Upper East Side, New York, $195 a night is what we paid. And that's a good 50%, if not more, less than what a hotel would cost. Now, again, I recognize that $195 a night might be a lot for some folks. Uh, and Sloan Kettering, for example, has other resources you can go on their site. But my point is, is don't assume that things can't be done, right? Do your research, talk to the social workers at the facility, explain your situation. Maybe you're in a, you know, in a financial situation where that's difficult. Let them know, say, all right, I can't afford uh, accommodations. What options do you have that could work for me? So this worked for us and uh, certainly helped. And then we spent the remaining 10 days uh, staying at my friend's. Now, another service that I learned about. So you're thinking, wow, you got to go to New York once a month for five months. That's expensive. <laughs> no kidding. It certainly is. But again, through uh, the various uh, Facebook groups, including Man Up to Cancer and Colin Town, I learned about another nonprofit that I did not know about called the Corporate Angel Network. And the Corporate Angel Network is a nonprofit. They've been around for 40 years. And basically the way it works is pretty, pretty much Fortune 500 companies um, offer up seats on their corporate jets when they're available to fly cancer patients and a caregiver to get the treatment they need. And I have now flown Corporate Angel Network at the time of this recording twice. Uh, I'm sworn to secrecy, and I'm not kidding. I'm not allowed to say who the companies are, but I can tell you they are very well-known companies. And the way it works is a couple of weeks before your appointment, and uh, it's a couple of weeks because Corporate Angel Network does not get the flight plans from companies much further out. So uh, you can go on their website. I don't have it in front of me. Just Google Corporate Angel Network. You'll find it. And the team there is amazing. And you say, all right, I got to be at Sloan Kettering on Friday, June 17th. Here's where I live. And they go looking for flights for you. Now, uh, because you're at the will of companies, I would tell you that now I live right between Tampa and Orlando uh, in Florida. The first flight I took happened to fly out of Tampa. So that worked out just fine. 
Um, but the return flight did not work. The schedule didn't work for me. So I did wind up taking commercial home. Um, and then my second flight, uh, was a small airport just past Orlando. And I was able to join, uh, join that company and get a seat on their plane. And I also chose again, my choice to fly commercial back. And it was just based on schedule. I certainly had the option to fly corporate angel both ways and, uh, talk about flying in style folks. Wow. If you've never been on a corporate jet, when you get to skip security and skip all the scans and take your shoes off and your baggage checked and fly in a corporate uh, Gulfstream jet, <laughs> yeah, you get spoiled pretty quick, let me tell you. Um, so it's a pretty cool experience. But uh, you know, outside of that, my point here is to let you know there are ways, there are resources. And, you know, ask your community, ask your online cancer community, let us know what is it that you're struggling with. Ask people who've done it before, how can I make this happen, whatever this may be. And there are resources out there. So I appreciate you letting me uh, share my story. Uh, I certainly want to encourage you if you have questions uh, to reach out to me directly. You can find me on Facebook uh, is uh, or Instagram. Those are the two places I spend the most time. And, you know, feel free to, to reach out with any questions. You can even reach me by email at Lee at Lee Silverstein. And that's S-T-E-I-N, Lee at Lee Silverstein.com. I'm happy to answer any questions, jump on a call with you, whatever it might be. But, um, you know, honestly, it's early in the game, but um, I really feel like I've been given a new lease on life. Um, you know, getting good news for the first time in so many years, um, you can just feel it in, in between my wife and I and our family. Uh, we know we're, we're not out of the woods, but it just feels like this little layer of a cloud has been lifted. And I'm really excited about that. And uh, I appreciate you listening. Uh, might be back with other episodes, but uh, just uh, want to share this information. Again, encourage you to reach out with any questions. And I want to wish all of you all the best. Thanks for listening.